Welcome to Build the Weight Loss Practice of Your Dreams. I'm your host, Carol Clark. And recently we talked about taming turmoil in your weight loss practice. And we addressed a variety of types of turmoil. And today I wanted to talk about something that came up through a few questions, and that was how to prevent turmoil in your weight loss practice. And coincidentally, this works for just about any practice, just about any business. Uh, but what we wanna talk about is being proactive because nobody really likes to be reactive. It can tend to be a waste of time, very anxiety producing, oftentimes escalating into bigger problems than what you had in the beginning. So if we can proactively avoid turmoil, you will do yourself, your team, and everyone involved a big favor. So here are some tried and two true things that you can do to prevent turmoil. The first thing is, of course, it always goes back to what's your vision and what's your goals and having a plan in place to, uh, to attain those. Because that helps provide sort of some guidelines and some some sidelines in terms of where you're all supposed to be going. It helps keep people uh, sort of focused on something that is a bigger vision than just what they're doing day to day and helps keep them thinking uh, forward in terms of how to get there. So helping to guide that with a set plan is really helpful. I know I do that a lot through blueprints that I create for practices, whether they're starting from the ground up or whether it's a new service that they wanna offer or increasing uh, their marketing efforts, whatever it is, we have a blueprint because that will guide our actions. Now, does that mean that we don't kind of come up with the other things along the way or maybe modify it a little bit? Of course we do, but having that plan really keeps us focus so that there's less time to have a bunch of turmoil occurring around. So it keeps us all on the same page, so to speak. So having a plan is the first thing. The other thing is to listen and trust your instincts. We all have instincts and sometimes we avoid them or we maybe suppress them because it's uncomfortable. But if you think that something's going on in your practice or something is a problem that needs to be addressed, you're usually right. So you can validate that, but trust yourself and uh, try not to listen to any voices in your head that's trying to tell you something otherwise, but trust that and move forward on it. We don't wanna be paranoid, but we do wanna be alert and oriented and really in tune with what's going on in our practice. So trust your instincts. The other thing is to respond quickly when you see some turmoil starting to occur, whether it's a patient complaint that could be escalating, whether it is an interpersonal conflict, whether it is something financially that does, just doesn't look right, whether it's a new team member who doesn't seem to be uh, really uh, adjusting how you might've expected based on the training and the onboarding that you gave this person, no matter what it is, respond quickly quickly. And whenever it comes to team members, you always want to be firm and fair. They will respect that so much more than you just trying to always be their friend. Now, granted, knowing what their goals are, knowing a little bit about their family is really important because they are like your family. There are humans working in your practice, but you also need to have a certain degree of firmness in terms of your expectations and what you want to have accomplished. They will respect you so much for that. And when anything happens, you need to be fair to everyone, not play favorites. That is one of the greatest ways to undermine any sort of respect and uh, desire for someone to follow through on a request from a supervisor or owner of the practice, that sort of thing. So we want to be firm and fair anytime that some sort of uh, little issue may come up. The other thing is to stop rumors and correct mis misinformation whenever you hear about it. So if you hear something out there and it's really so un untrue and unfounded, you might want to just call it out. I like to just 
I guess the older I get, the less time I have for such things. Um, but I'll just say, hey, I heard that this rumor was going around. Have you guys, is that what you've heard as well? And let me just, let's talk a little bit about that and I will clear up any misconceptions about it, uh, whether it's to do with the business or something, a decision that you've made or something like that. Now, granted, there's sometimes things that you can't discuss openly, but you might just reassure them and say, I know you heard that there is something bigger going on here. I will get you informed as soon as I am able to. Uh, but in the meantime, know that everything is okay. They need to know that someone is in control and that there is a set path that you are working towards. So you want to make sure that you stop rumors and correct misinformation whenever you hear that. The other thing is to be honest and as transparent as possible. When we deal with times of change, which is all the time anymore, people want some transparency. They want to know what's going on. They want to know that there's a plan in place. They want to be asked their opinion. Uh, so you wanna make sure that you are as transparent and honest as you possibly can can be because uh, any dishonesty or even just the, the slight thought that maybe there's some mis there's a misinformation or something like that going on creates mistrust and it's an, a very difficult thing to gain back. It's like you put all these, uh, you know, this, this, this effort into creating great relationships and something that can really undermine it quite quickly. The other thing is not to underestimate the talents of your team. I have really learned this the hard way many times. Um, uh, and some ways I've just been delighted. I'll have an issue. I'll bring it up. I'll talk to people about it and they'll say, oh, you know what? I used to do that in a previous position. I used to do sales or I used to work at Chick-fil-A or gee, I used to run social media at the other practice or I used to write all the policies and procedures or I used to whatever it is. They are more talented usually than what you can ever imagine. So you want to capitalize on that and you want to really make the most of that because that will also help advance their, uh, you know, their feeling of being an integral part of your team. So don't ever underestimate the uh, talents of your team. I also encourage cross-training for particular positions. That's always helpful, uh, but it really does um, help for a great well-rounded team for sure. The other thing you want to do is hire slowly and fire fast. I know that sounds kind of, might sound harsh, but you want to make sure that you do vet the people that you're hiring. If it's for social media, have them do some projects for you. Have them come in someone else if it's for a front desk position and shadow a little bit so they can know what goes on and they can feel a bit more comfortable, ask questions, get to know the team. It really helps to build that camaraderie right from the very beginning. Uh, make sure that you do vet them well and that you onboard them thoroughly so that they have the tools at hand and the training at hand to do a really good job because most employees, they really want to do a good job. So we want to encourage that. So you want to do that and fire legally, but fast. If somebody's not a good fit, oftentimes you do yourself and them a favor the earlier that you take care of that. Now, granted, we give people a lot of different chances. We want to make sure that they've been trained properly, they have the time, but sometimes it's just quite frankly, not a good fit. And you end up doing both of you a favor in the long run uh, by, by uh, severing that relationship. So you want to make sure you just do that in a legal way and um, and make sure that you monitor that closely. The other thing I find really helpful, and I've mentioned it before, are stay interviews. I like to do these with the team, you know, a few times a year, sit down with them, ask them just a couple of questions. What do you really love about your position? What do you, what frustrates you? Do you have any suggestions? Uh, if they have a frustration, have them offer a potential solution. Be honest about what might be feasible and what's not. And then I always like to know what their goals are for one to three years from now, because that really helps to play into, can they grow within your organization? Or is there something that's gonna be limiting for them in their current position? Is there some training that they need? 
always being interested in that really means the world to them. And it makes a huge impact in terms of their trust for you, their respect for you, and also being a part of all the solutions. It's really a great thing. It helps them think broader than their current position. The other thing to do is uh, experience what it is that you offer firsthand. So encourage your team to do the same and uh, practice what you preach. It really just helps to hone in on that whole integrity, making sure that you are uh, participating actively in what you prescribe for your patients, for uh, medical weight loss or products and that sort of thing. So uh, you do wanna make sure that you do practice what you preach and experience what you offer firsthand. Your team, if they experience it, can come up with great suggestions on how to streamline things, how to make things look more professional. Maybe you have, you know, things that are being handed out, there are copies of copies. And um, although a lot of it's electronic nowadays, maybe there's misspelling or you never know. So experiencing that firsthand is really helpful. The other thing to do is to prepare for the what if, but trust the best and hope for the best and actually plan for the best. But know those possibilities of what if, what would I do if a particular key member happened to leave or God forbid something happened and what would I do if uh, we ended up uh, losing a certain market share or a particular carrier, insurance carrier or something like that. You know, just you, you know, you think about what ifs so that you have a plan in place for the worst case scenario, but always uh, anticipate and expect the best. When you do that, it's oftentimes amazing how that's exactly what happens. You also want to um, build systems in your practice. This is probably one of the greatest ways to avoid turmoil, and that is to have systems. And if you followed me for any period of time, you know I'm a big systems girl. You know how I like to give, out, give outcomes to, to uh, our team members, but if you have systems in place, it keeps keeps everything moving along very smoothly. It also helps you onboard new uh, team members and you can't, you're not recreating the wheel all the time. You just tweak it as you go along. So the main systems of course are your team, how you hire and onboard and how you uh, uh, integrate them throughout and uh, make them a part of the team. Your care coordination, how you're caring for your patients, your patient education, your whole flow in your office, all aspects related to that. Your marketing, it's a big one for me. I used to hate marketing, now I love it. Uh, so having a systematized way for that to occur is really important. Your finances, making sure that you are monitoring the metrics that matter and that you do have that bigger picture and you're analyzing your monthly reports. Your revenue streams, making sure that you have a systematized way for evaluating which ones are working well, which ones perhaps aren't, making sure that you have additional revenue streams, and also finally tracking and reporting in all those different aspects. So those those are some of the tips for avoiding turmoil in your practice. And my final one is just to trust yourself. Oftentimes we can question things and there are so many different ways. I get to work with practices all across the US and there are so many different ways that you can create your programs, that you can implement your programs, that you can utilize your team. It's, it's just amazing to me, the uh, ideas and the different ways of doing it. So trust yourself. If you've got a vision and you have a way to get there, uh, you don't have to do everything like everyone else. In fact, that's boring. And patients love to have things a little bit different, a little bit more uh, customized towards your ideal client. So don't be afraid to trust yourself and move forward uh, with your own particular vision um, and guiding your team along. It's an amazing journey. I am honored to be on this journey with so many of you. If you're 
uh, not a subscriber of the podcast, please subscribe. I would love to have you subscribe and share with me any other topics that you want me to cover. I love, love, love all things about uh, running a, a successful surgical or medical weight loss practice for a variety of practitioners. So anyhow, let me know if you have any other tips or any other uh, topics you want me to cover. Reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. If you want to have a conversation about just something that's top of mind or frustration in your practice, or if you're not a member of Barrett or Business Boss, it's the easiest, really super inexpensive way to start getting one-on-one time with me. Uh, just bariatricbusinessboss.com. So anyhow, I appreciate your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks.